Friendshiping is proud to be part of the Chicago Podcast Cooperative. This episode is sponsored by Overcast, a better podcast app than whatever you're using right now, unless it's Overcast. Get Overcast for free on the App Store. I'm Jen. And I'm Trin. This, this is Friendshiping! And the theme this week is... A- appearances. Okay. Or... Yeah, you think that's accurate? Oh, yeah, no, I just, I didn't know what else to say. Oh. And I was like, okay, yeah, Got it. you're okay. right. You're agreeing. Jen, that's, yeah, that's about right. <laughs> Friendship between humans has many benefits, but sometimes there is drama and you want to call it quits. Don't write nasty subtweets or punch them in the tits. View friendship at the problem. Trin, hello. Oh my God, I'm so tired. Why Jen. are you so tired? Were you up late watching Star Wars? I was up late working on a personal website. A personal website? A website of your very own? It's like a portfolio. A portfolio? Jen, it's like, here's the thing. There is nothing in this world worse than writing about yourself and complimenting yourself. And writing in the third person. Are you writing in the third person? That's so hard. I'm not writing in the third person. Oh, thank God. Yeah, I'm doing first person. Good for you. Because it's just like, you know I made this website for myself. Come on. Yeah. Like, don't say, like, she did this thing. It's me. I'm typing it. I did it. Right. Let's not play around. Yeah. You know nobody's making fan pages for me. (laughs) (laughs) Whoa. No, Uh, they're not. I I don't know. Jen, how are you? Frankly, I'm stressed out. Um, because, oh, your face, I'm stressed out. There's just so much Star Wars bonus content I need to watch. <laughs> and I don't know if I have the time in my, like, already set TV schedule. And, I mean, what am I going to do? Like, I'm going to have to stay up, like, past 9.45 tonight, I think. Oh, no. I know. How are you going to live through the day? With only 10 hours of sleep? I don't know. Uh, I'm I a f- delicate little flower. I feel very similarly about Thor Ragnarok. Oh, I just watched that. I So I saw it in the theaters a couple times. I loved it. Oh, my God. Um, but I, I want to watch the bonus content as well. But I've been putting it off because I'm going to... I specifically want to watch it with Carlin because I saw Lovely. it with her. But, That's great. Oh, my God. Just like, you know, you feel this way about Star Wars. You know when there's a cast that, like, you know the casting director has the same taste in men and women and, and everybody uh, as you do? Absolutely. Yes. You're like, I get it. Yeah, yeah. I get like, it. I know where you were coming from. I feel that way about, like, the Christian Bale, other than Christian Bale, the Batman cast. Totally. Oh, like Tom Hardy. Uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Um, Anne Hathaway. Anne Hathaway. Yeah. I, I didn't know you had a thing for Anne Hathaway. <laughs> I, really, I really like her in the Batman movies. Oh, my God. She was so fascinating to watch in those. And if you're a hater, stick it where the sun don't shine. Yeah, but really, really cram it up there. Yeah. <laughs> no, she's so talented, and she's so talented in, like, so many ways. And then she's also so beautiful. And it's just like, how, how dare God bless this person? You know? I, f- I fell in love with Anne Hathaway when she was being followed once by paparazzi and like harassed and she was walking her dog and she took her dog's poop like she bagged it up like as you're supposed to do and then she put it on the windshield of the paparazzi. Oh, that's and I was wonderful. Like, nice. It's yeah. a great move. I'm keeping that one in my back pocket. I uh, I never, I, I, people are always like, oh, if you didn't want to be harassed by paparazzi, you shouldn't have been a public face. I simply don't believe that reaching a certain level in any kind of performance, and whether it be like, you know, Justin McElroy doing podcasting or like Anne Hathaway doing Batman, I don't think that that's a license to invade somebody's life. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I, the argument is like you asked for all this attention. 
mm-hmm. then now that intention comes to you and you don't want it. But have you ever seen a like a like a video feed of what paparazzis do and paparazzos do and say around celebrities? It yeah. is fucked up and it's purposely triggering. And they shout mean, horrible things to get them to react and they can film it and sell it. That is not okay. Yeah. And it's also like they're public figures in one way, but it's not like a politician where their personal lives actually have an effect. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Like who gives a shit who uh, Tom Hardy kissed before he married his wife? Ooh, I kind of do. I kind of do because I understand that he may, he may be like... He's got great lips. Oh, God. Okay, on this final note, um, whenever I think of paparazzi, uh, I I think of this time. (laughs) This time they caught Kanye saying something really funny. Um, He was like striding through an airport and they were following him. And like the paparazzi person was like, Kanye, are you thinking about getting into fashion? And Kanye was like, wearing like looking cool as always. And he's like wearing this fur coat. And Kanye responds, am I getting into fashion? Look at this coat. (laughs) And then he kept walking and it was like, oh, good answer. So speaking of clothes oh yeah appearances appearances tom hardy's lips Mm. this episode is about tom hardy's lips (laughs) this episode is sponsored by tom hardy's lips i really liked dunkirk but they covered his face in that movie and that's that's some bullshit that's unfair yeah honestly why would you cast tom hardy in anything you covered his lips man we're i'm being pretty pretty shallow and superficial for an episode that's about World, yeah. Okay, okay, so I was waiting for you to finish your your line, um, but you know what, Jen? Yeah, Tom Hardy. It's, we're, we just appreciate his beautifulness. If he wants to come on the show, someone pass this along to him. He's welcome on the show anytime. Would you prefer kissing Tom Hardy as Bane or Tom Hardy as in Dunkirk? I haven't seen Dunkirk. Dunkirk, definitely. What does he wear in Dunkirk? He's a pilot. Ooh. Oh no. Okay, I have a thing for pilots. Hence why my dog is named Maverick. Anyway, let's do the show. (laughs) So the first question about beautifying. Mm -hmm. Jen, would you like to read it? Hell yeah. Here we go. One of my dear friends can't stand to be without makeup, and I genuinely believe it's affecting her quality of life. I understand her fear. She has moderate acne, and she's a woman in this society. But we're in our mid-20s now, and I can't stand the idea of us getting into our 30s, and she still won't go swimming with friends or do things that would require her to occasionally be around us without makeup, like road trips or camping, or do anything with us that might melt off her makeup, like go to concerts or go to the beach. I love her the way she is, and I want her to do the same. What can be done? Pronouns he slash him. Well, first of all, I think it's very nice that you care. And and I've noticed that, like, this person feels uncomfortable in her own skin because that's a really shitty place to be at in a person's life. Yeah. What so, can be done indeed? <laughs> this is a hard one. Uh, I, what's, I would say the pronouns here are kind of important. That it's a he him. That it's a he him. Uh, I agree with you because um, I definitely I'm not saying that men are immune to feeling insecure about their appearances and skin problems are like normal. Like, yeah, they're universal. They affect everybody in the world unless you're like superhuman, which some people are. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like I, I totally agree with you. But how good is it that he did acknowledge it's this society as yeah. well? Yeah, but yeah. And you said I understand her fear. You but don't I'm, really. I'm not sure you do, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I understand. Really. You you sort of do. You're in the arena. You wish you did. Yeah, but you but don't. But you have no idea. But you don't quite. Yeah. Because the pronouns are he, him, I just want to say, you're not bringing this up to her, right? Like, Oh, I hope not. Yeah. Like, I was about to say, I get the sense from the question that he hasn't, but, like, 
here's the thing. Like, we don't really know. Yeah. I think I'm, I I think I went into this question giving us Asker a lot of credit. That's okay. Yeah. I mean, let's, let's give them the benefit of the doubt that they... That, that they've not been that like... That they've not been interfering with this. That they've not been commenting on you, you know, you know, they're not saying like you wear too much makeup. Let's do the thing. Okay, here are some things that you might think are neutral to positive to say to somebody, but actually are not. Such as you don't look that bad or you don't need all that makeup. Right. Or uh, I can barely tell that your skin is bad. (laughs) That's fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) Your pores aren't even that big. It's not, re- I mean, it's not that distracting. Oh, I, I know. I, I think that it's like start, starting anything out with it's not that. That's a bad place to begin. Right. You, um, I, I think that really all these come from a place where it's not your job to fix her insecurities and make her feel better. I think as your friend, it may be your job to create a space where she can feel comfortable. Love that. One, one way you can do that is make sure you are only saying positive things about her and other women and yourself, honestly, or don't comment at all. Yeah, <laughs> Maybe better. more importantly, don't comment on any woman's appearance around her or other women. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I, when in doubt, be quiet. When in doubt, be quiet. Absolutely. Because here's the thing. I think that we live in a culture where it is appropriate for men, I think in particular, to have ownership and comment upon the women around them. And to make their preferences known. Right. Guess what, guys? We don't care that you like women in sundresses or yoga pants. Right. I remember that was like a, like a trend in college. I feel like every every dumb boy was like, there's just something about a girl in a sundress. And I'll be like, yeah, it's because you can see her legs and butt, you dumbass. We know what you're, we know what you're saying. <laughs> like the more titty. Yeah. yeah. Like... To keep it to yourself. Yeah, no one can. Unless, unless she asks. Unless she asks. What do you think about this sundress? And uh, it may be a trap. <laughs> That's a good point. You know, like, uh, so just because we're here. Yeah. Uh, what if I, if I say to a gentleman, do I look okay? Just say yes. Oh, my God. Yeah. Unless it's something that she can fix in like less than two minutes. Yeah, like, like there's goo on her you face. You got a little lipstick on your nose somehow. Right. No, don't add the somehow. Anything <laughs> could happen. Just say you got a little lipstick on your nose, but you look great. Right. When in doubt, just say that. Get used to saying it. Yes. Also, um, if you're ever in a lured into or maybe not even lured, if you're ever in a conversation where someone's like, how was she on a like on a, like one to ten scale? Oh, God. If it's a celebrity and someone you'll never meet, I think it's okay to be honest. Yes. But uh, if it's anything less than an A-list celebrity, 10 out of 10 always. Don't ever give your, I don't, don't. 10 out of 10. Refuse to comment. Refuse to comment because, uh, man, Jen, like I have been in these conversations before, like as a woman. too. And been genuinely curious about myself because when you're insecure and when um, so much of your worth as a woman is based on your appearance, you kind of want to know how you rate. Absolutely. It's only human to know like how you, God, it's a gross word, how you stand. Exactly. And and the, the truth is uh, she may not be able to internalize the fact that she has worth outside of her appearance when she's constantly reminded of what she sees as her flaws in her appearance. Because when you're talking about something like acne or like a skin condition, it's something that you cannot run away from because it's the first thing you see when you look in the mirror is whatever's on your face. It's because uh, acne is physically uncomfortable. It it makes you feel like it is ever present and you can just never stop thinking about it. Of course. 
Yeah. I mean, and maybe and that is almost definitely not true for everybody who has skin problems, but it is something that is prevalent. I want to comment on the fact that this asker said we're in our mid-20s and I can't stand the idea of us getting into our 30s and she still won't do all these things. Okay, well, these feelings about her her own appearance will change and evolve, but you can't erase her. You can't erase this part of her. You just can't. Like, it's very, very likely that she will still care about her appearance in her 30s. Yeah. um, Hello. I am 32 and I still think about it, although I will say think about it a lot less and and I like myself a lot more. Fuck yeah. Getting older is actually fantastic. Yeah. Like um I I know that you can't stand to think about you in your 30s and she won't go camping whatever. I totally feel you because it is hard to watch a friend put boundaries on herself is what you think is happening here. You think that she's doing this to herself and somebody needs to break her out of it. Um I know that you commented it's she's a woman in this society. But when you when you list these things and you say, I can't stand this, what you are saying is, I need to intervene. An intervention needs to happen. Uh, but the, the truth is, is that with insecurities like this and uh, and beauty thoughts and what feelings, whatever, the part of it is growing out of it and teaching yourself through it. And so and one day some and this happened to me, you do wake up and you think, fuck everyone else. Absolutely. But nobody gets you there but yourself. Of course. And so, yeah, you won't fix these fears for her. What you can do is make a comfortable space for her to just be yourself. And honestly, it might be wise to avoid planning activities that will make her uncomfortable. Honestly, I don't like camping and I I don't care about makeup that much. I do like wearing makeup, but like that's not the reason I wouldn't go camping. Right. There's a lot of reasons why I wouldn't go camping. I mean, so I'm looking through these. Um, won't go swimming with friends, be around us without makeup, road trips or camping. Honestly, like all of these things, going to the concert or the beach, they all of these things have to do with being around other people and being uncomfortable. Absolutely. And sweaty. Yeah. <laughs> so try an indoor concert or a concert that's not outside. Or like a streamed concert where you can like watch it together. One of my favorite things I've ever done, swear to God. I'm a huge Queen fan, and my brother uh, got the video of the, this big concert they had at Wimbledon, which was freaking amazing. And it was me and my boyfriend at the time and my brother, and we were just in our pajamas being disgusting, eating popcorn, like just rocking out to Queen in a basement, splitting a bottle of wine. And that's the best concert I've ever been to. That's awesome. So so here, here's the thing. She doesn't have to miss out on stuff if you stop planning things that she would want to miss out on. That's so true. And like, how common is our concerts and camping, really? And if she wants to miss out on those things, you have to know it's her choice. Yeah. And it, it absolutely is unfair and sucks. I think also you're seeing, and, and I give you credit for this, you're seeing the unfairness of this problem. Exactly. And it is unfair. It super is. But a lot of things will be in your life. Yeah. And it's not really up to you to make them fair. Um, But what is up to you is saying to her, hey, I'm just going to have a couple of people over. We're wearing pajama pants and we're going to be greasy little goblins together. Come on over. We're going to just like turn the lights down. This sounds sexy, but it won't be. Turn the lights down (laughs) low. We're going to watch some really like shitty movies from the night action movies from the 90s and like not think. Love that. Like that. That is where she might feel comfortable. And then show up in stubble, buddy. Yeah, make yourself gross too. Don't do your hair, you know. <laughs> yeah, like maybe maybe you're a dandy, <laughs> and you like to wear the escorts. 
Daddy, please please tie my ascot for me. Papa, may I have another? <laughs> another ascot? <laughs> he just piles three ascots yeah. on top of each other. He looks like uh, Fred from Scooby-Doo, but like on overdrive. <laughs> anyway, sorry, guys. I got a little overboard there. Uh, but try, yeah, there are a variety of ways to make her feel comfortable. Ultimately, I think that that is what your job here is, is to... Be a friend, and what friends do is make each other feel at as at ease as possible and draw as little attention to people's insecurities as they can. Yeah, don't bring it up unless she does. I love this next question. I love this next question, but I want to conclude this one with, Okay. Hey, buddy. Like, first of all, nice work being a nice friend. I feel like this is something that people don't think about, that society's restrictions and expectations, particularly on women, don't just affect the way they feel about themselves, but what they're, they feel that they're capable of doing. In the spaces they feel comfortable in. Exactly. Um, so I think it's really cool that you are trying your best to make your friend feel as comfortable as possible. Just, you know, bear in mind that you cannot fix things and she will grow at her own pace. And she may just want to be a, a fancy little lady for the rest of her life and have curled perfect mascara eyelashes until the day she dies. And that is also okay. So Good go in conclusion. team. Go team. Next question? Yeah, let's do it. Wow, okay. Oh, yeah, this question. This question's so good. Oh, do I read it? Yeah, this is mine. Yeah. Remember, I'm tired. Sorry, guys. (laughs) My friend constantly posts selfies that are hugely doctored, and it bugs me. I'm not just talking an Instagram filter. It's like she definitely photoshops herself. So I get that we can do whatever we want with our faces, and social media is just an edited version of ourselves. But it's getting to the point where people she knows on the internet don't recognize her in real life. And honestly, we already have ladies' magazines giving us unreasonable standards, so why create more? Thanks. My pronouns are she, her. Ooh, I'm, I'm so excited to dive into this. This is, there's so, oh, so much. Okay. I know you are having a hard time accepting this about your friend because it doesn't just feel like a quirk. Yes. It's not like my friend is a flat earther and folks on Facebook about it, but everything else is about her is completely wonderful. <laughs> not that weird. It's not just that. It's not like you have a friend that believes in ghosts. I do believe in ghosts, by the way. We should talk about ghosts sometime. We totally should. Not today. Some other time. Some other time. We'll do some spooky episodes. I got some freaky ghost stories. Me too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. So like this bothers you about your friend because it speaks to a much larger, broader issue with how women, women especially, are treated and taught to treat themselves. Uh, you want more for her and you want more for everyone and you're not wrong to feel frustrated, but uh, I'm going to challenge you. I'm going to challenge you a bit on this. I love when Jen gets tough. I'm about to get tough. With the understanding that I've never been in this situation, I've never, uh, I've never been in this position, and it's much easier for someone on the outside to look at the bigger picture. But okay, anyway, this woman is spending time photoshopping images of herself. And honestly, you know, it's not your business how she spends time or how she presents herself. If she isn't harming herself or others, it's really not her business how she spends her time. Yes. Even if it's spending time photoshopping, especially if it's time she spends photoshopping. It's an art in itself, really. Right. And I can see why you think that this is harming other people, because you mentioned we already have ladies magazines giving us unreasonable standards. And you're not wrong, dude. Yeah, yeah, you're coming from a correct place. Absolutely. But your friend is not part of the problem. Your friend is just an individual human person. And honestly, using your face and Photoshop and Instagram or whatever, it's it's its own skill set. Like she's creating 
I guess, art in a way. Yeah. And, you know, what if these photos and images of herself are really important to her? What if they're the only images she likes of herself? That feels likely for a lot of women I know. Not yeah. crazy about having her photo taken. Mm-hmm. You know the phrase, know your angles? Every woman I know knows, their, knows angles. their angles. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What if her appearance is really important to her if she's not like, if she's not cis or if she doesn't fit neatly into this binary that society has manufactured? Then her appearance might be super important to her for very reasonable reasons. Right. It's so hard because I feel that you see this internalized misogyny coming off of her. But I need you to also see the internalized misogyny coming off of yourself. Oh, my God, Trin. Absolutely. Yes, that's what I'm getting at. Yes, yes, yes. Like, it's not an insult to you or anybody else if she looks better than she does in real life or whatever. Man, that is what this is, isn't it? Yeah. Do you feel a little bit like she's getting away with something? Right. Like she's cheating this terrible system. Or like it's unfair false advertising. Yeah. Because the asker mentioned people can't even recognize her if they see her from the internet. Like but Tinder like, or something. But who cares? Yeah. That's, that's yeah, not your problem. Yeah, that's something she could solve or not solve on her own. Right. Maybe they're pleasantly surprised. Yeah. Also, do you know how many people like filter and edit their images on dating sites. I actually don't know because I'm not on any dating sites, but it's my understanding that everyone does that. (laughs) Yeah, I totally agree. (laughs) And it's just like, I I also think that if she's meeting, let's say that she's just, this person is referring to just like Twitter friends off the internet or whatever. They probably have a better understanding that there is going to be a disconnect from photographs to in-person interactions than I think you believe they do. Yeah. And who cares? It's fine. That's that is really the number one thing is who cares? Let's break down why this person cares. So we already touched on internalized misogyny, the idea that she's creating an uneven playing field. So what is the playing field? Like what why is it uneven and unfair? And how does that affect you? Do you feel like you guys are in competition for some reason for attention or clicks or likes or faves? It's not a zero sum game. Yeah. Like, are you jealous because you don't have Photoshop? And I know that sounds like a shallow, insulting question, but truly, are you a little envious that she's doing this? Because society has trained women to like to fight. I just pressed my two knuckles together. She did. And it it made sense. Yeah, I did. Boom. (laughs) It sounded somewhat sexual. (laughs) I can't stop doing it. Trend stop. Okay. You have to finish. It, Not like that, though. Oh, boy. Hold <laughs> on. Um, <laughs> I, what, what else? And here's the thing. This is not to shit on the asker. No, it's not. Which we occasionally do. Yeah, sometimes we do. I, ju- I just want to challenge your ideas because I kind of get it. Here's where, I, where I'm coming from. When I see women post a lot of selfies, like straight on of their face, I get kind of jealous because I've never... I think I've liked maybe two photos of my face in my entire life. Like, I would never be a selfie person. I don't see that changing anytime soon. I don't do selfies of my face. I'll do them with, like, me standing in a mirror if I like my outfit. But I'm not a face selfie person. And I'm jealous. And I think it's awesome that women are. I have an add to to that. You are only a face selfie person with other women. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, you'll only do it if there's somebody else that you like in the picture. And then, yeah. And I I try to keep that in mind, like when we take pictures together, to take like 10 of them. Yeah. Because I feel the same way. Like, I would like to choose the best. Yeah, exactly. I know my angles. Yeah. So, like, I get it. I get that you're not, maybe you don't like photos of yourself. Uh, Welcome to this huge, gigantic club. Yeah. (laughs) There's so much here. And, like, none of the causes of this problem are your fault. You have been inundated with photoshopped 
clarisonic eyelash curled photographs your whole life. And you've been taught by Disney movies that the fairest in the land exists, that there's one beautiful girl in the whole village. And like everybody else is like those triplets, those blonde triplets from Beauty and the Beast who got the short shrift. Yeah. I want to see a movie about them. Me too. When they got over Gaston. <laughs> Absolutely. You know? But it still is, like we keep saying, it is your job to examine the lessons that you have learned and absorbed over time. And it's very clear from this question that a few of those are really impacting the way that you see your friend's Instagram feed. Fuck, f- unfollow her on Instagram. I was going to say, I think the solution here is you got to unfollow or mute or do whatever it is because you have to turn off the cycle right right, right now. You, you can't ask your friend to stop taking selfies or anything like that. Like that's not, that's off the table. What you can do is change how often you see them. You said she's constantly posting photos. And if every time you see one of these doctored photos, you get an injection of the bad feeling like, oh, why? Okay, no more. Then we're, then you're, you're turning that off. You're not getting the injection of the bad feelings anymore. Yeah. I, we say this a lot also that it is up to you what you consume and what pictures you consume and, and all that. And if your friend's pictures are making you feel, I don't know, I, I want to say that they're probably making the asker feel inferior. Yeah. Insecure. Or, may, or maybe they make you feel superior that, oh, I can post my own damn face and you have to Photoshop or whatever. Yeah. Maybe We're, a little, if it's bad Photoshop, maybe you're a little embarrassed for her. Yeah. But I mean, ultimately. It you know what really you matter. should do? You should flood your timeline or Instagram feed with like other women too. Like yes. other women who are doing cool shit. I love Instagram. You can find some really cool people. Like I follow women who are really into weightlifting and tattoos on Instagram. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's like, that's that's like a cool intersection of my shit. I do something similar. Uh, I follow a bunch of um, personal stylists. So, Very cool. Uh, and like, uh, like arty fashion things that I enjoy. If you met me at all, you would never know that I'm into fashion, but I really love it. Untrue. And you have a great sense of style. Thank you. I appreciate that. I think it is altered over time because I've been able to kind of like through osmosis absorb these images and ideas. I truly believe in the power of curating the things that you absorb. Um, like on my Tumblr, I follow like a ton of beauty for black women blogs, because I think it's important for me to even out the amount of white faces that I see. Um, And I honestly think that it has helped my perspective. Absolutely. That's really, that's really smart. Uh, So I encourage you to unfollow your friend, follow other women. Yeah. Other awesome women. Yeah. See if you can even out your understanding of social media. That's, yes, I I love that. You need some different faces in your feed. Yeah. Mix it up, girl. Mix it up. I had a thought and I, and feel free to disagree. I wonder, not anytime soon, Mm -hmm. not while this person is, not while this asker is feeling sensitive. Maybe one day when you're over this, when you have less negative feelings, maybe you could ask your friend about it. This could be sensitive or it could be a really interesting conversation. Like if you do bring it up, it has to be an in-person discussion, I think. Yes. Uh, where you ask, like, I, I like the photos on your Instagram feed. Do you edit those? Like, you edit those, right? Can we talk about that? I'm just curious how it works. Or you could say something like, I feel like your the photos of your face are super stylized. Great. Because stylized, I think, acknowledges that it could be very much on purpose that she's doing this. And it's not just like she doesn't want to look like herself. I like that. I yeah. like that a lot. If you have the kind of open and honest friendship that is years deep, and if you've opened up about stuff before, I could reasonably think you 
you two could discuss this in an interesting way, you know, like one of those conversations you have with with your with your friends, like over wine or something where you're just opening up. I could, right. see, I could see it coming up. But if this does come up, don't challenge or accuse her of anything. And if you feel like you can't do that, then don't don't ever bring it up. If you have any doubt at all that you cannot be a civil adult in this conversation and open an open vessel. Exactly. An open vessel to learn more about your friend. Right. That's what this is about. This is a I'm here to learn more about you conversation and not I'm going into this with all my judgments. Mm-hmm. Then you can't do it. You can't do it. Uh, again, don't fuck around with this. Okay. Yeah. yeah don't even. Don't, don't even. even yeah. yeah. Should I read it? Oh, the third question? Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's my turn, Jen. I don't think it is. Oh, my God. You're totally yeah. right. <laughs> I was about to fight you for I it, know. too. Wow. I almost was just going to be like, okay. You know what? Um. I'm sorry. I became territorial. <laughs> you did. This isn't about you. Do you want it was my it? problem. Do you want to read it? You can read it if you want. You know, Jen, I think I do. Okay. I think that must be my problem. <laughs> okay. Okay. I love Jen. Okay. You can, you know what? You can have it. Thank you for letting me. <laughs> oh, what a beautiful moment in my life. <laughs> Question three that I'm reading now. My friend's diet is absolutely exhausting. Food and nutrition is a hobby of hers. I'm not worried that it's disordered eating because she's seeing a dietitian, and technically part of her job is looking as good as possible. She counts her macros or whatever, and she has a little notebook where she writes down everything that she eats. Listen, I can never take her out to a restaurant. And even if we go to Starbucks, she orders like a skim latte or a black coffee, and it makes me feel like a huge monster. It's uncomfortable. She talks about it all the time, and I've literally never seen her even eat a piece of cake at a wedding or a birthday. It's weird, and I just want her to relax. Do I need to just get over this, or can I intervene? Okay. <laughs> so here's the earth. It's round. <laughs> it's a sweet earth, you might say. Anyway, short answer. I'm not worried so much about the other friend here. I'm, a little, I'm more worried about the asker. The only reason... And why you would inter- intervene, and intervene is a strange word. It's yes. not very positive. It has a very negative connotation. Intervene right. between you. Intervention with her yeah. and her food. Yeah. Is if you felt this was, if she was hurting herself, if you felt it was disordered eating. And as we always say on this show, we always go off the information given to us. And you said, I'm not worried that it's disordered eating. And she's seeing a dietitian. Okay. So she's got professionals in her corner. Right. There's a lot that can be said about the scientific rigor of the nutrition and diet community. I definitely think that there's a lot of room there for them to become better. You know, there's a lot of fat shaming in that industry. There's a lot of misunderstanding of uh, what, how a person can change and like what's comfortable for a person. However, a dietitian is a medical professional. Our buddy Tom, um, his mom is a dietitian. And what we understand is a dietitian has a certain amount of medical rigor that a nutritionist, on the other hand, does not have. So this is, from what we know, a medical professional. So we feel comfortable saying that she's not in danger. Right. There's just so much here, Jen. Yeah. So the first sentence is, my friend's diet is exhausting. For you? For whom? Right. Yeah. Is she, What? Like, I understand she's putting in a lot of time and effort here, writing down everything you eat. That's, that's a lot of work. But I mean, even me, as somebody who's a vegan and not on a specific diet or trying to look a certain way, I actually do write down the things that I eat because I need to make sure I get the DHA that is really only in walnuts or I need to make sure I'm getting my B12 from not just supplements, but also nutritional yeast. That's the whole thing. And to the outside world, it might look like it's a ton of work and really tiresome and exhausting. But to me, it's actually a lot of fun. Yeah, I love 
keeping track of food. I do too. I like I like like having different restaurants on my calendar. Like it, it really is a hobby for me as well. And you know, the first thing a dietitian will tell you is like keep track of the food you eat. Right. Make sure that even you're getting enough. Yeah, that's the information. Like she's tracking information about herself. But let's talk about how this is or isn't affecting the asker. Right. I can never take her out to a restaurant is what it says. You, why not? Is she writing down food at the restaurant and that's making you feel weird? Is it embarrassing for you? Is it that um, she will order a tiny salad? Oh, so here you go. I think that it's that she orders like a tiny salad or something because it says later in the question, if she goes to Starbucks, she orders a skim latte or a black coffee and it makes me feel like a huge monster. Why? It makes me feel like a huge monster. Also, who even knows? Okay. So I was about to say, who even knows what's in her cup? It's a Starbucks cup. It's not uh, opaque. It's opaque. It's not clear. But I, I want to try and be a little gentler on this asker because it's very clear that the insecurity and the problem is coming from inside the house. Oh, yeah. It says it makes me feel like a huge monster. A monster is a huge word. I'm so sorry to hear that. If, make, if drinking whole milk makes you feel like a huge monster, then you either need to stop drinking whole milk or you need to think about what that whole milk actually means to you. It sounds like the friend kind of has her shit together. Like she wants to look a certain way for her job. She's hired a professional, a medical professional to help her, and she's doing her due diligence to be as healthy as she can. There's nothing wrong with it. Yeah, it's, it says, do I need to just get over this? It's uncomfortable. She talks about it all the time. Do you think the friend is being, maybe being a little bit triggered? Wow. What a fucking revelation, Jen. Because it is okay to not want to talk about food all the time. Yeah, absolutely. Like this person could be coming from a place of hurt of having had disordered eating in the past. Or just insecurity. They don't they don't like how they feel in their body, yeah. which is very normal and common. You just busted this question wide open, Jen. I don't know. No, I I'm really... groping in the dark. <laughs> but I really do think that is part of it because I think that I went into this question feeling like I wanted to say to the asker, please just pay attention to yourself. But really, I think it's that what I want this asker to do is talk to your friend and say, this makes me a little uncomfortable. And it's not because of you. You are doing your own thing. But when I think about food and I think about keeping track of calories or macros or whatever, it makes me feel uncomfortable. It is okay to put up that boundary. Absolutely. And there is certainly, I mean, I love what you just said, Trent. Talk about how it impacts you and don't accuse them of doing anything wrong. Just it makes me uncomfortable when we do this. Right. And you don't need to have a reason for it. And you can even say that to her. You can say, I'm honestly not a thousand percent sure why it makes me feel this uncomfortable. But I would like to remove food from our conversations just for a little while while I sort this out. I think that's really wise. And as you're doing that, as you're putting up this boundary and, and taking care of yourself, I, I do think you should start to retrain what you notice about your friends as yes. well. Because it is odd that you notice that your friend doesn't eat cake at weddings or parties. That's an odd thing to notice. Especially because cake is not even that good. Cake is not that good. Even cheesecake with cake in the word, that's a pie. That's a pie. It's a pie. Pie rules. Cake drools. <laughs> I like Jen. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about how to retrain retrain yourself to like cake. Just kidding. Let's talk about how to train yourself to not notice this stuff about your friends. Yes. Or at least notice it less. Yes. And and ask her, um, I hope that you understand that we are not coming down hard on you. We're coming down hard on the society that's making you feel weird and your friends seem odd. One of my favorite quotes in the office is when Michael Scott goes, I hate society. I don't even consider myself part of society. Oh, no, you are. It's though, like, buddy. but you are, my dude. Oh. But I just love it because he totally does it to excuse himself. Right. <laughs> but, but truly, in this case, like, we're in a fucked up world. 
that treats women pretty badly mm-hmm. uh, for their appearance and how they eat. So that's where we're, we're all swimming in this garbage sea together. I hate it. So let's talk about how to not come down on yourself and your friends so hard for the food choices they make. Like, please don't, please don't, honestly. Like, if you notice something like, wow, she didn't have a piece of cake, what's your next thought? I think your next thought should be, and that doesn't affect me at all. I'm going to pay attention to something else now. Be kind to yourself, but redirect your thoughts. I completely agree with that. I I might even say you might want to try and detox yourself of images of thoughts of food and thin bodies and that sort of thing. Oh, kind of like the last question. Like, what's the media you're consuming? Oh, my God. Absolutely, Jen. Yeah, yeah. Are you following a ton of like thinspo blogs on Pinterest? Like, that's not good for you. That's not good for you right now. No, it's not good for anybody, really. Don't poison yourself even more than you're already being poisoned constantly. One thing that I suggest to people who believe that this can help them, so like obviously don't do it if you're like, "Uh, I would never do that. Totally fine. You know, your mileage may vary. If you are thinking too much about the way that your body looks or the way other people's bodies look, it's time to think about what bodies can do. I love that. Oh, my God. So it's time to follow Serena Williams on Twitter. It is time to start. You don't have to like go for a freaking jog, but like maybe get a weight and put it in your house and like and marvel at the things that your body can do. Marvel at the fact that you can walk home from work. Or that you can roll home from work. Yeah. Thank you. Yes, exactly. That you can move around this earth. Yeah. Like marvel at the fact that your your body is a beautiful vessel in which your brain and soul are carried. Marvel at the fact that your your brain is smarter than a computer. It's time to get a tattoo. Ooh. If that's your if speed. that's your thing. <laughs> but it, it, I think that it's time to see bodies as not just something that is a is meant for consumption is meant for consideration from other people, is meant to be compared. It's just how you navigate the cosmos. Yeah. Marvel at the human body. It's, it's beautiful. It's also, I mean, gross. Yeah. You know, we are sacks of meat and mucus. <laughs> it's terrible. Yeah. But know? it's awesome, too. Yeah. Go watch some, uh, some videos of birth. Go, you. Don't yeah. do that. No, don't do, do that. it. Don't do that. Yes. Yeah. See somebody poop out a baby. Read about the human heart. I fucking love the human heart. Tell me about it. It's just really cool. (laughs) One time I saw, um, I was invited uh, as part of the Science Ambassador Scholarship to go watch a heart surgery at the uh, museum, Science Museum here in Chicago. And it was disgusting. (laughs) It was like a three-hour surgery. It was like a live, like we're watching a video feed. The surgeon's talking to us. And man, I was like, I got this. This is fine. This is fine. Oh, wow. I'm feeling lightheaded. (laughs) Yeah, it was gross. Don't watch this stuff, but go read about what a healthy human heart can do because, man, it's incredible. It's incredible. If you're in Chicago, go to the Museum of Science and Industry and walk through the giant heart. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like we barely scratched the surface of this topic, but I feel like the important themes are there. Yes. I think that the wrap up is, one, try your very damnedest to not notice what your friend is doing because your friend is doing fine. Two is maybe have a conversation with your friend about, hey, I don't want to think about this stuff right now. It makes me a little uncomfortable. Could you do me the favor of if you're going to write down the things that you eat, like or just talk, keep it to yourself. Or talk about it constantly. Or talk about yeah, it constantly. Let's not talk about it. Yeah. If, you, if it's triggering to you, uh, there's a reason why food is a content warning on like Tumblr and, and Twitter and things like that. It's because it, it is a, a, an enormous topic. And I'm already opening this question up way more. And we need to close it down. (laughs) Uh, 
maybe we'll talk about it next week. Um, so you're doing your best. Again, you're not a bad person for wanting to intervene on this thing that your friend is doing that is honestly pretty neutral. It's understandable. It's okay to have preferences. And your preferences, I'd rather not talk about this. And that's okay. And that's okay. And her preferences, I'd rather not eat cake. And that is also okay. Yeah, damn right. Well, this has been Friendshipping with Jen and Trin. If you'd like to follow us on Twitter, you can at Do Friendship. Thank you to Ian Parman for editing. Thank you to Lauren Gallagher for doing design. Thank you to Alex Cox for telling us why Google is broken. Thank you to Molly Lewis for our beautiful theme song. And thank you for listening. And you're welcome for talking. Do Friendship at the Problem. That's really neat. I, I do something similar, um, but I photo, uh, I photo, uh, I do think some, <laughs> <laughs> you're okay.